This is Comscope Crosstalk. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Mike Reardon. Now, years ago, when I used to have in-person meetings all the time, I would always have a tin of Altoids with me, and I'd pop one in my mouth before walking into a meeting. For some reason, I continued that habit even as meetings became virtual. But why do I need fresh breath for a podcast? I have no idea. Today, we're discussing how does structured cabling survive hyperconnectivity? We're talking with Rona Davis. She's on the strategy and technology team at Comscope. Welcome to the podcast, Rona. Hey, thank you, Mike. I'm happy to be here on Comscope Crosstalk. Yeah, thanks. You know, and, and I'd like our audience to get to know you as quickly as possible. And I find that something that resonates with people in getting to know each other is their taste in music. So what would you say is your favorite song or album and why? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, you know, I will say I'm not nearly as eclectic as my taste in music. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't know that I have a favorite. You know what I have? I have phases, phases of my life that I tend to get into one genre or uh, more than another. Uh, right now, I'm kind of into yacht rock. <laughs> so I don't know that I have a favorite. Uh, I, I love a lot of different types of music and and um, like I said, I've, I've had a lot of different phases. I've had metalhead, and hip hopper, jazz. Um, so I don't, I don't have a favorite, Mike. So you've covered it all over the years. Covered a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. That's awesome. All right. So so you're on the strategy and technology team. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know what our team does uh, uh, is we look at. Uh, market trends and macro trends um, and how those trends are, you know, going to trickle down and they're going to impact us in the building and data center space. Uh, So we look at things that our customers, our partners and Comscope is going to need to, uh, to do one, three, five, you know, even 10 years out well into the, to the 2030s. Okay. So on the strategy and technology team, you obviously see a lot of trends in the industry, now, one trend I keep hearing about is hyperconnectivity. Can you can you help us understand what that is? Yeah, yeah. Um, hyperconnectivity is it's a concept in networking um, where all things that can or should communicate through the network will communicate through the network, um, and this includes person to person communication, person to machine, and machine to machine communication. Well, how's that different from just more connections? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, we've been steadily increasing connected devices on the network for, for years now, um, but the drivers and the expectations have been different. We've mostly connected devices really to improve like operational efficiency and to share resources. Hyperconnectivity is different because it's an evolved idea that sees that every device that can be connected should be because the network will be the fabric of human society that brings all people, things, and resources together. So I would say hyperconnectivity is like connectivity on steroids with a bigger, more meaningful purpose. All right. Well, then what are the biggest challenges with hyperconnectivity? Yeah, there's definitely going to be some challenges. Uh, you know, I think speed to, uh, to deployment. Uh, and the many connection types that network operators and managers have to support. So traditionally, we've uh, had, you know, our traditional wired LAN connections and Wi-Fi connections. 
but now there's all different types of wireless connections, short range and long range, cellular, public safety. Uh, and there's more wiring types too. So we have our four pair LAN, we're adding single pair uh, single pair Ethernet. And then there's all of the, di uh, the different wiring um, schemas and communication protocols within building automation as well. And those devices are all, you know, uh, coming on to the network. So I think it's um, that there's a lot more connection types uh, that, uh, that are coming onto the network that our network managers uh, have to figure out how to support. Uh, and then they need them right now. <laughs> they need these devices added very quickly to keep up with the pace of business. Mm, okay, I get it. Well, then what are the implications of hyperconnectivity on the structured cable industry? Um, so I'm a, you know, I'm a technology optimist. I think you are too, Mike. So I actually see hyperconnectivity as a great opportunity. Um, but I also see some risks. Uh, in fact, I think that we're already seeing some of those risks play out. We know we have to be able to add devices to the network keep, uh, very quickly, right, so that we can keep up with the pace of business. But when you don't have the time to plan things properly, things that require a methodical, thoughtful approach, like structured cabling, things can go off the rails. Standard practices are broken in the pursuit of uh, speed and lower cost. And uh, I think extended distance is a good example of this. We're seeing several non-standard based approaches used to solve this problem. Now, it's a good thing that we're solving a problem for our customers, but I'm going to get a little Machiavellian on you here, <laughs> uh, is, uh, um, is will the means uh, that we're using justify the potential ends, mm. right? So, okay. Yeah, with hyperconnectivity, we have to expect that there's going to be more Pushing the boundaries of structured cabling, um, pushing becomes ignoring boundaries one by one, uh, and this erodes the value of structured cabling over time. Um, kind of like that, the exception to the rule becomes the rule. Uh, so the worst implication, in my view, or for my opinion, could be for our customers and industry professionals, um, would be the erosion of structured cabling practices. Oh, sure. I get it. So then, how does structured cabling survive, um, especially in light of the potential risk of this erosion? Yeah, no, I think that it's something that we all need to be thinking about. It needs to be top of mind about, uh, with, with all of us industry professionals. Um, I think we have to do a couple of things. When category structured cabling was first introduced, we spent a lot of time communicating the value of structured cabling to our customers. It's why the structured approach was important and what the specific values of structured cabling would provide for network managers. And it was because we had to convince people why they needed to approach their cabling in a thoughtful, methodical way. I mean, they hadn't done it that way before. So I think as the adoption of structured cabling systems has become commonplace. We're just not communicating those values as often as we should be. So I'd say, firstly, as industry professionals, we need to keep reinforcing the values of using um, a structured approach to our customers. And then, you know, I think, secondly, we need to develop solutions that solve the obstacles of hyperconnectivity without abandoning the core values of structured cabling. Uh, and what I mean by this is that we don't have to get stuck in the past. 
We don't have to have to do things the way that we've always done them. We can do new things with cabling, but in a structured way. It could look very different from our traditional systems, and that's okay. Mm. Uh, if uh, if what we're pushing isn't optimal, right, or if what we're uh, talking to our customers or promoting in the in the market isn't optimal for our customers, we have to evolve. Uh, we're the experts, and clearly approaching cabling in a mindful way has real value. But that doesn't mean we have to keep doing things the precise way that we've always done them. Our paradigms may need to shift if we're going to maintain our relevance. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, if I'm a contractor in this industry and I hear that, that sounds a little scary. It sounds a little intimidating. I mean, how can a contractor prepare for these changes? They're obviously coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it does sound a little bit scary, and, and I, I don't intend for it to to sound that way. It's completely within our realm of control, but, uh, you know, if I if I was an installer, if I was a contractor, the things that um, I would be doing is making sure that I'm well-versed in all the connectivity types because our customers are being approached uh, regarding systems that are throughout their organization, right? So their operational technology systems, their consumer experience solutions, their business process um, solutions. And uh, so, and, and those devices or systems are connecting to the network in many different ways. So short range wireless solutions, wireless mesh solutions, um, single pair ethernet solutions. And so we, we need to be well-versed um, in all those connectivity types and, and how to implement or deploy those in our customers' networks. And then absolutely, we need to continuously convey the values of structured cabling systems to our customers. We cannot let them forget the why, why we do things a certain way uh, and the painful implications when we abandon those methods. Um, and then uh, I think I'd say, you know, be open to the change um, because hyperconnectivity is going to require us to look at our networks differently. And this could mean changing the medias that we use, um, looking at different powering solutions, um, how we architect the network, that kind of where we put what. Uh, so that we can better support hyperconnectivity. All right, that sounds a lot like Constellation, the solution we recently launched, doesn't it? <laughs> you got me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. And uh, Constellation, um, we uh, hyperconnectivity was, um, you know, was one of the drivers for Constellation. Uh, we looked at the architecture, and we changed the architecture, pushing. Um, pushing the access layer out closer to the edge of the networks. We looked at the medias, uh, right? And it's a, it's a, a fiber-deep type of solution. And we looked at the powering solution. We're using fault-managed power that has higher power density. So, um, you know, it, it absolutely uh, is a solution that can support hyperconnectivity. It's not the only solution uh, that CompScope has, but it is one of the solutions that will uh, is well-suited for hyperconnectivity. Hmm. Where can people find out more information about that? Well, I would say definitely talk to your local ComScope teams. Uh, they are ready to, uh, you know, give you presentations and they will have uh, technical documentation. We have a great white paper uh, on uh, building edge infrastructures and the shift 
and how shifting your architecture and using different powering technologies um, will uh, better position you for hyperconnectivity uh, and provide a more sustainable solution. Well, this has been a lot of great information. So summarize this. What, what are three recommendations you have for our listeners? Oh, three, around hyperconnectivity? Yes. Or just in general. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's stick with hyperconnectivity. Okay. <laughs> I'm a very opinionated person. <laughs> so now, uh, you know, okay, look, hyperconnectivity is an opportunity if we seize it. Okay. It's an opportunity. I don't want anybody to be scared. This is an opportunity if we seize it. Um, uh, two, okay, the core values of structured cabling, they will survive hyperconnectivity. All of the specific methods and the rules, they may not. Uh, and then finally, and this one is going to be kind of broad. I'm going to apply it to hyperconnectivity, but you could feel free to apply this across your life in general. Uh, embrace the change because your mindset about these changes will have a far bigger impact on the outcomes for you and your organization than the actual changes. That's all I got. Wow, that was great. Fantastic. Okay, Rona, this has been a lot of great information. We really appreciate you making time to be here today. Thank you so much. Hey, man, I was glad to be here. Uh, look forward to doing this again. Uh, if we want to talk specific about Constellation, I'd love to talk about that. would love to talk about sustainability uh, and how that's impacting our partners and our customers Look forward to future conversations, Mike, on um, Crosstalk. Yeah, we know. We will definitely have you back. We really appreciate you being here. And thank all of you for joining us. For more information, please visit comscope.com. My name is Mike Reardon, and this has been Comscope Crosstalk.